It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Glad to have you back. And look, it's it's the offseason. There's no Spurs action. So, you know, it allows us to get a get a grasp of last season. And with the Spurs going in a youth movement, you know, might as well go with that flow as well and look back at a couple of uh the Spurs' younger members, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to be looking at Luka Samanic and Chemezi Metu. What does the future for those two guys hold in San Antonio? Are Spurs fans souring on Luka? And what about Metu? You know, he gets lost in the shuffle. To do that and more, I am joined by Spurs' own contributor and co-host of At The Line Podcast, Ty Yeager. And, and Ty, I've, I hear you know, you've been quite the busy man. I have so much going on with how work is going with classes starting back up for my senior year in college. And I'm finally just happy to get that over with just, and then I'm, then I'm also going to Montana this weekend for, for work as well. So it's just, it's just all over the place for me lately. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to have you back and hopefully there'll be some time where you can uh, get back to contributing at the Spurs zone because uh, we need you buddy. I, I know. I, trust me. I, trust me. I would love to have the time to be doing that right now. All right. Well, uh, before we continue, this episode of Lockdown Spurs is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So, Ty, you know, it is the off season, as I mentioned in the intro, and it gives us time to kind of reflect, look back, and also look ahead at next season with the Spurs, you know, looking to build on their current young roster, you know, many fans look at Keldon and I get it. You know, he's coming out of his shell, looking really good out in the bubble. There's Lonnie who gets attention, Derek and DeJounte, but there's two other young guys that could factor into next season and beyond. And that is Luca and Chemezi. Now we'll get to get to Chemezi in a few minutes, but let's start off with Luca Samanic. You know, shine bright in Austin. You got to speak with him a couple times when you covered a couple of Austin Spurs games. You know, got the occasional call-up. Didn't really see any action pre-pandemic. Restart, he was stapled to the bench. And let's just face it, Ty, I I think I'm pretty safe to say that there's some Spurs fans out there that are kind of leery on Luka moving forward. Would you agree or disagree? I disagree. I I think – Anyone who knows me is going to know what that answer was before you even asked it. It's Luca is again only 20 years old. This this was his rookie season, and this was a season that he's just going to develop. And then going going into the bubble, where was this team was very competitive in the bubble, and Luca was still developing. And he, really, he was there just because the the Spurs need to bring as many players as they possibly right. could just due to having needing a specific number of players in the bubble and just in case something went wrong if injury even more injuries happened or someone got forsaken got 
tested positive for COVID, which so far throughout the bubble, no one has. Yeah. So, so but they, they brought him along just because that's kind of how he was. Plus, he's part of the normal roster. So you're going to bring him anyway. And plus, add on all the practices that they had before the games. That's, how, that's probably where most of the development got, got was or, got, or how he got it. I can't talk. I apologize. <laughs> See how rusty you are uh, uh, right now, Ty. You, you've been away from the Spurs zone for yeah, quite I, some time. I, I'm, t- I'm been away from podcasting and like in <laughs> front of the, in front of the mic, so it's, <laughs> it's just not going well. I came like I went to I went to like Panda Express to get some dinner, and I couldn't I couldn't say no properly. <laughs> well, let me let me help you out here, uh, Ty. I, I think those Spurs fans that are kind of you know raising an eyebrow at Luca are looking at him in this fashion. He was the 19th pick overall in last year's draft. In the first round, that was the first pick for the Spurs. So with that higher pick for San Antonio, at least last season, maybe there comes a higher expectations. And when he did get play pre-pandemic, pre-hiatus, the most time he got was against Brooklyn in that slaughter, you know, that the Nets gave San Antonio, where in 12 minutes he looked lost. And even in the bubble, when he did get burned before that final game where he, you know, kind of started to show a little bit of what he can do, there were times where his teammates were kind of pushing him and directing him more where to go. And, again, that looking lost optics out on the court. You factor that with him being stapled to the bench, not real, really being part of that youth movement. You know, if there were heavy youth movement, then why wasn't he getting a lot of shine or time, excuse me, I can see why some Spurs fans are kind of scratching the head and looking at Luca, kind of like, okay, Samanich, where are we going with this? So, I think everyone should have known, knowing the Spurs, that this Luca was going to be a bit of a project. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. He's not going to be great within the first year. I think if he possibly could have got some run, but he's not going to look as great as we want him to. So that's why he was in Austin, and he did really well down in Austin throughout the throughout the season. But going out on. Like I said earlier, that Spurs team was very competitive in the bubble, and just kind of, you want to go with the guys that you're confident in. And really, they didn't need. I could see where they could use Luca just for size wise, just based off losing both LMA and Trey Lyles. But they had Drew Eubanks alongside there. They had other guys that they were they rather go to at that time. But again, Luca is a project. Again, he is only 20 years old. He's going to get better no matter what. The the floor for this guy is not low at all. I think we all know that. And again, going back to his age, sometimes it takes some time to get adjusted to this to this pace of to the pace of the NBA. While the G League has its tends to be faster, it needs it's even faster compared to the NBA level. The NBA level just takes some time. And talking to some of the players that I have saying that it, there is an adjustment period when it comes to just trying to get used from G League to NBA level. You just need to let the game slow down around you. But, and sometimes that game isn't going to slow down for you. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the case with Luka at this moment. Again, he's only a rookie. He's going to get better in his second year. And the thing I've always said is, in his second year, I think he's going to spend at least half the season in Austin to start off with, just to get developed. Because this season, he was not a main option. He was an option behind Keldon Johnson, who did amazing in Austin and is do, did great things with San Antonio in the bubble. So give Luka that first option type experience down in Austin for part of the next season, 
I think you're going to see a lot of development out of him just just by giving him that opportunity. You know, there will probably be a segment of Spurs fans that if they were on this show right now, that'll be looking at Utah and saying, you know, Kai, that's great and all, but yeah, he looked really good in the G League, but when he did get time in NBA, he sure did look lost. You know, you you hear that argument. You also hear, you know, the argument that, well, he was the Spurs' first pick. You also hear, hey, you know, Pop openly announced that they're going to go with the youth movement, and he wasn't really a part of that until maybe the final game of the season when the Spurs were all but eliminated from playoff contention. Don't you think that's kind of telling a bit, you know, where – if, let's just put it out there. Let's just say if the Spurs were still in that playoff contention and all they had to do is win out, don't you, do you think they would have played Luka? They probably wouldn't have. I don't think so, just because he's still developing, and that's always going to be the case. I think he probably could have got some run, even, even if there were more injuries. But again, this team was very competitive, and they were going to go with guys that they were very confident in. And they did give Kelton Johnson a chance, but everyone f- forgets Keldon Johnson was projected to go late lottery in this big board, in this NBA draft.net profile. I pulled up a Keldon in the 20, one there 2019 mocks had him at 14 and on the big board, nine overall. So he dropped tremendously. And that's Keldon was always going to be a, a much and more NBA ready player mm-hmm. at, during that draft. Luca wasn't Luca was a project, but the ceiling for Luca is extremely high. If you just give him time to develop, he is going to bring you some really good stuff. He did bring some really good things in Austin, and that it will translate. Look at all the players that the Spurs have had within the Austin system in the past four, five years. You've had DeJounte. You've had Derek White. You have Lonnie Walker. You now have Hilton Johnson. You've had, you're now getting Drew Eubanks. You, got, you have a lot of talent that's coming out of Austin that's played tremendously well for San Antonio, and that's no, most likely never going to stop. Well, in, in Austin, you know, he did – uh, average uh, quite an impressive stat line 15.3 points per game 7.7 rebounds 1.8 assists in 32 games he also had 12 double doubles out in austin so he definitely was putting in the work and, this, and, and that was and that was being being not like a maybe a second third option behind kelton right I, yeah i think he was probably maybe the second option i think because quindari kind of took more of the facilitator role um but, yeah, I'd say, I'd say in some nights, Drew Eubanks and Chemezi were most likely yeah. the, sec- the second option. So he, he, he put up some really good numbers, even though he was not a main option. He was more of a secondary option when it came to the whole team, to the Austin team as a whole. Did, did it bother you out in the bubble where he wasn't really engaging with his teammates as far as being that towel waver, being that guy off the bench and clapping and, you know, seeing the guys come off the court and he's there slapping hands, you know, and, encouraging them he you know when i say staple to the bench he was or maybe not the, the bubble where there was no bench there was a seat when i don't, I don't he was staple so. to the seat he was staple to the seat he didn't I mean, you rarely saw him get up so the issue is though i can't really see much of the bench throughout any of these bubble games with where they were where they were placed and how they were separated out there just wasn't too much energy coming off the bench in the first place and then there wasn't really a lot of shots of the bench and the shots I did see him in was it was him sitting next to Patty and really observing. Yeah, he's and also he's a quiet dude. He's not that expressive. And when I met him, he's not a very expressive guy. So I'm not going to expect the Drew Eubanks type of energy out of him. But from what I saw is he was really taking in the game and he was really listening to Patty throughout the whole thing because Patty took on a kind of a semi coaching role throughout the throughout the bubble and. 
every time I saw Luca, it was always him next to Patty in some sort of way. And so, and Drew Eubank said this whenever I interviewed back, him back in March or back in February, where it's, they went to, whenever they were in Austin, they were doing the physical play. And then whenever they were in San Antonio on assignment, they were there kind of just working on their mental game, observing all the NBA talent players they are and just observing them and taking, in, taking notes that they would apply mm-hmm. back down in Austin. What Luca was doing was that mental game. He was just kind of observing some really good, talented players that were all in the bubble and getting some really good coaching teammate. I would assume some really good teammate type coaching from Patty alongside that. Mm-hmm. So while he might not have had the energy, I think there's a lot more going on than we, us, the fans can visually see. Well, he did not play in the good chunk of the eight games out in uh, Orlando. Uh, he did get some run versus Houston. I think like five, close to five minutes, but then came that final game. Uh, where the Spurs were all but out of playoff contention, and he got significant time. Now, Ty, what did you see in that game? What did you like, and what did you not like from Luca? So Luca did some really good stuff. He had thirty-one. He had sixteen points in thirty-one minutes of time of five hundred shooting, some six. Uh, I want to say six rebounds, three assists, uh, and one block. And so, and now I'm trying to go back because it feels like so long ago. Yeah, it does. August thirteenth. Yeah, but. Uh, He's again. He needs some development. I'm not going to say that he. I'm not going to say that he's great yet because he's not. He's he still needs some work. But he. Well, I've always said this. He has the fundamentals down. He knows. He has what it what it takes. He just needs to fine tune them. Essentially, he can shoot. He went three for five from deep, and we saw that especially with during the during the combine where he was just shooting lights out against the against the against the combine talent, and. He has a really good jump shot. He can go inside. He can work players on the inside with his spin move. I say his signature, his signature move is going to be that spin move. I, I'm going to bet like 500 bucks on that. For future, it's going to be a spin move for Luca as a signature move. And with his height, he can do so many different things. He could honestly be a triple-double machine if he learned how to facil- facilitate just a bit more. Just because at 6'10", he can score. He can rebound with his height add on some muscle along with it and help him rebound and then just get really good at facilitating the ball. He could be a triple double threat if he really becomes a great player in this league. When I look at Luca, I also see project and I'm not ready to say the B word that being bust. Yeah. I don't think you, I don't think you could ever say that, especially for a guy that was in his first season, Bust the title of bust should not come out until five years into a career. I say, I would say three to five years, it would be the bust. But we've also seen players where they did not look really good in their third, fourth year. Then they changed to a different system that gave them a better opportunity or a different change of yeah. scenery. And then they exploded onto the scene. So anyone that's calling Luca a bust after his rookie season needs to shut up. Because yeah. that's just not how you evaluate players. Yeah, it's too soon for the B word. And, and I'm not there yet. Now, I do have a nice, healthy, higher expectation of him going into next season. I think with a full off season, you know, maybe be longer depending on when the NBA season resumes, but whenever it does, he will get a full training camp. Again, he has that experience, even if he was watching from the bench in Orlando. And then uh, hopefully in the off season, he's taking care of business, you know, getting in that court, getting his reps in, adding maybe more size to his frame, getting bigger and working on his craft more. And then if 
the Spurs really tr- truly value him and they're invested in him, I think he needs to show out in training camp and earn himself some minutes. I'm not expecting him to go out there next season and be averaging a double-double as he was doing in Austin, but I would like to see at least eight points, eight rebounds, something like that, and in, in, in yeah. something around those lines. If I see that progress out of him, I'd be happy. I would say... I don't. I'm not sure that he would break the. He's not going to break any starting lineup at least. But no, next I season. agree with you. He's not going to be unless a freak yeah. unless some injuries happen and says, "All right, Luca, you're our last hope." Yeah. But um, I think I could I could see him cracking the rotation, but honestly, I think the time I think the time to look to Luca is going to be his third season, and that's going to be the season where most of the old guys are out. That that roster is just kind of going, is going to be built around someone. It's yeah. there's only twenty six million dollars tied into the twenty one twenty two season, which is going to be Luca's third season. Yeah, and that means I think with the lack of players that they have at the moment there, and Luca definitely going to be on the roster just based on his contract. I could see a breakout season in twenty twenty one for Luca if I'm going to mm-hmm. put if I'm going to if I'm going to put money on on Luca's name. It's going to be within that that season. I would put it. Will you be surprised next season if you if you find out? Or not find out, but you you read and you see that the Spurs announced that they sent him to Austin. No, I'm not. Like okay. I said, like I said, if I think if he gets maybe half half the season in Austin just to get that first option experience that he didn't get this season just because of Keldon, I think that's going to help him tremendously because it's going to give him a lot more touches to work with, a lot more time to experiment, and knowing that. And knowing that he's going to be the first option, it gives him a lot more room to work with. So if he does get sent down to Austin, I'm not going to be surprised, and I'm not going to be disappointed either because I think yeah. that's going to be the best thing for him. Yeah, and, and look, even in that final game where he got a significant minutes, I, one thing I did notice as the game progressed, he looked a lot more comfortable out there, and he looked confident as the minutes, the seconds, the periods went on. Initially, he kind of did look lo- look lost out there, but he started to get really comfortable, and then he put on a pretty good uh, game uh, to close out the Spurs season. So hopefully, that's something he can build on next season. But when I think, we- go ahead. I, I was gonna say, and I think that comes. I think that comes with most NBA players where they get thrown out there, and they're not going to be out there for that long. They're going to need to get adjusted to the game. It's going. There is going to be some adjustment period. But once they get comfortable, like you said, they are going to probably look much better than they have previously. Yeah, exactly. So crossing fingers that everything works out for uh, Luca next season. When we get back, uh, we're going to shift our focus to another young guy, that being Chemezi Metu. What's up with him? What happened to him? You know, he looked also good in Austin, but yeah, what should the Spurs do with young Chemezi? Uh, but before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about rockauto.com, which is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. You need a new carpet? They got it. Tail lamp? You got it. Motor oil? You got it. It's all there at rockauto.com. So whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, Everything you need is there with just a few easy clicks and delivered directly to your door. They got a tremendous catalog. It's very unique. It's easy to navigate, uh, that website that is. And you can see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. And speaking of prices, they're reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Don't be spending up to twice as much for the same part. You want to go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you do that, 
write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back and I'm joined by Ty Yeager. He is a contributor at the Spurs Zone and co-host of At The Line Podcast. Ty, before we dive into uh, Chemezi Metu, uh, what did you think about that supposed offer that the Heat um, gave San Antonio for Kawhi Leonard? Bam, out of Bayou. You know, you're buying or you're selling that? I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to buy it at all. I'm going to call it a scam. I think it's just going to be – I think it's just some baloney. But also, say that Spurs did do that trade, Spurs fans would probably erupt into anger. Oh my God. Well. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Um, Just because Bama bio was probably, was not a huge name at all two seasons ago. And so say they trade for this guy's like, who the hell is this guy? We're, <laughs> yeah. we're going to riot. And, least- you know, and I was thinking about this too. Uh, the Spurs would have had to really see that potential that we saw. We were seeing yeah. this season out of him. And you know, you look at just him as a, as a player, I mean, definitely the def- the defense would have spiked tremendously. But what do you think about it? let's just play right now? And if they did make it happen, Adobayo LMA pairing because at that time LMA was still considered, you know, that guy that's going to take this team to the next level and continue that tradition of excellence. I think it would have been solid, but also I think the Spurs still would have been sh- shallow that two three position still. Yeah, especially at the three position. Because they did lose, I want to say they did lose Kyle Anderson that free agent that free agent see that they did yeah. the trade. So I still think they would have been shallow there, even though you were getting a solid a solid center that was that is Bama Bio. I just don't think, I don't think you would have had any improvement. I would say, yeah, because I think because De, DeRozan at least that you can say in that trade that DeRozan was an all star that you were getting a talented player that in a position that you actually needed to fill with Kawhi leaving. So, but when you're getting bam, you're really filling a position that you didn't really need at the time that you really needed that three position. So again, I think Spurs fans would have rioted if that trade happened (laughs) no matter what, but at least I say that DeRozan has been really solid for this team, especially going in, especially after this bubble performance. I'm going to be honest, going into the, before the bubble happened, I was for trading to lend to Rosen walk and keep an LMA, but that I've completely swapped after the bubble. I say that we, that the Spurs should keep DeRozan and let LMA walk in some sort of fashion. All right. But well, ju- just from, just from the performance that DeMar does and just knowing that he is, can be a really good mentor for these younger guys that are, especially all these guard guys that we have. I think that he is, he's better fit for the team than I think that you would have gotten than from Bama. But, from whatever trade that had Bama Bio in it. Well, one thing's for sure. Maybe Keldon Johnson would have never been a spur. Think about that. Yes. So, all right. Well, speaking of uh, youth, as we're uh, talking about on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, Chapezi Metu, Ty, he, you know, I think he gets kind of lost in the shuffle of this, at least his name, that is. 
in this um, talk of the new wave of Spurs, these young guys, you know, you, you mentioned the usual suspects, you know, KJ and Lonnie and DeJounte and Luca, but then there's Chemezi, you know, and he's been with the team for a while now, you know, he, he on paper, he looks like he'd be great, you know, center, springy, can run up and down the court, you know, athletic freak, you know, shined well in Austin, but, you know, he's, He's still kind of, in my opinion, not NBA ready yet. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the Spurs are going to do with him. Ty, I'll let you start off here. I mean, what do we make of Chemezi at this point of his Spurs career? The physicality is there with Chemezi. I don't think there's no doubt about that. This dude has a tremendous build, at least athletic-wise. Yeah. That he has a really good build. It's just that his game just hasn't adjusted at least to the NBA level that he's really struggling to kind of let the game is just looking way too quick for him. And he's for some reason, the game is just not slowing down for him like it for some of these other guys. And he's given, he's had multiple chances and just hasn't looked solid. He makes some silly mistakes, at least on the, on the NBA level. If you look at his awesome numbers, he makes a lot of turnovers, even Mm -hmm. though he can be pretty productive. He's still a result of a lot of turnovers and his game is just sloppy overall. Um, if again, before even the bubble, even before the bubble, I said that I prefer Drew Eubanks over, over Chemezi just because Drew Eubanks just had a much more solid game. Mm-hmm. And that was because Chemezi's turnovers are just way too high. He had almost three turnovers per game while in Austin. And like I said, the physicality is there. He has a, he has the build to be a really good NBA player It's just his basketball skills, just not catching up to the game at the moment. You look at the bubble, and he did not play. He had a lot of DNPs uh, from the beginning of the bubble, which is against SAC, uh, up until that Houston game, and of course the game uh, against Utah, where you know it was pretty much the season was a wrap. And even then, you know, you look what he did. You know, he played what six minutes against Houston. Um, he played against twenty six minutes. That was the most time I think he's gotten this season as a as a San Antonio Spur as opposed to Austin. And, uh, you know, finishes what with like two points, some, I don't know, 10 points uh, against uh, Utah and two points against Houston. You, you look at that, those two games, and I get it, it's a small sample size, but he was a minus nine versus Houston and a minus 12 versus Utah. And I know there's some people who don't believe in the plus minus, but it is what it is. And that is a stat. And that could be telling. You look at the Spurs need for big men help, you know, especially when LMA went out. You know, Pirtle was there, and he did a you know, fantastic job manning the paint. But you would think that the Spurs would have given Metu a lot more run in, in, uh, in the bubble in Orlando, but they didn't. Is that telling for you, Ty? Is that something that kind of makes you think, yeah, you know what, it wouldn't be surprised if he's not in San Antonio next season? Extremely telling. It's, okay. Whenever it's a, whenever this was a team that was down, they're two starting, they're starting big men of Trey Lyles and LMA. And you, and you don't run one of your big men that you have on the roster. It's really telling, and I, and I think the art, the art telling thing is that you have both players that are at the same at the same year worth of NBA experience, Andrew Eubanks and Chemezi Metu, and it's telling that the undrafted player Andrew Eubanks gets much more time, get, becomes a centerpiece of that rotation in the bubble over the second round pick Chemezi Metu. It just, and 
again, it's, te- it's just telling that clearly he showed some of that they didn't like, that he just wasn't right. – perfor- he wasn't performing the way that the Spurs thought was needed, that they saw better, better play in other players. So, again, for him to not get that run whenever a big man was desperately needed in that, in that lineup is extremely telling of – it's extremely telling of how Chemezi's development has gone and possibly his future with San Antonio. Well, in the uh, 2019-20 season, again, in 18 games in San Antonio, 3.2 points per game, 1.8 rebounds, 57% shooting, and um, free throw shooting about 77%. Again, you know, 18 games, eh, still kind of a small sample size. But again, you know, Ty, you saw him play in Austin. That's a totally different level of competition. You know, he looked tremendous. I think he ranked high among centers in scoring. You know, rank high in the league, uh, the G League, that is, in blocks and rebounds. You look phenomenal. Why doesn't it translate? Why hasn't it translated going on his third season, that possibly third season in San Antonio? Because the Spurs have a team option with them uh, into next season, which they don't have to pick up. They can just let them walk. So they, they, it's not actually a team option. It's just non-guaranteed money. It's a non-guaranteed which, money? Okay, thank you. So it's non-guaranteed money, but essentially that's a team option. No, yeah. it's, it's an unofficial team option, but... So his, he has a non-guaranteed contract going to next season. And this is a season that's going to look kind of a relatively similar team, minus Marco Bellinelli, Brent Forbes, a restricted free agent, Yaka Pirtle, along with uh, restricted free agents, Drew Eubanks and Quindary Weatherspoon. And the Spurs are probably going to make a decision here. And I think training camp will be that deciding choice where they are going to choose, do, did Chemezi show something in offseason? Did he show up in training camp? He really, I think that's going to be the, the that's going to be the point of no. It's going to be the point of no return for Chemezi if at, by training camp, no matter what he does at training camp, if he does well, I think he's going to retain that roster spot. If it kind of shows the same stuff that he's been showing, I think they're going. I think they're going to waive him, just because that's non guaranteed money, yeah. and that's a roster spot you could give to someone else. Yeah, or they can use to throw at um, Jakob if you know. They need to outbid somebody, you know, something, just some, some sort of money there at least they can use in that uh, direction towards Jakob. You look at what Metu did in Austin, 17.3 points per game, 9.1 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 1.6 blocks. Uh, I mean, great numbers. And again, as you mentioned in the first segment, you know, he wasn't really the first option. That was Keldon. But, you know, Metu was, like you said, you know, the second at worst third option in Austin. Phenomenal numbers. It's just – you know, now going on to his third season, and again with the Spurs' lack of depth, especially in the bubble, you would think that he would have been part of that big push that Popovich announced of them going to the youth movement, and you really didn't see him get that much burn. As you mentioned, Eubanks uh, was more of the go-to big uh, to back to shore up that big man depth. But yeah. will, will you be surprised though if you you read that the Spurs announced that uh, Matthew is pretty much gone? No, I'm not going to be surprised just based mm-hmm. on what we've seen. And unfortunately, it's kind of – we've seen a few of these players have before just in the G League in general where they outperform in the G League and they just don't translate to NBA level of play. It's not every player, but it's not – I wouldn't say it's not rare either when it comes to NBA level talent. Just – Chemezi was a second-round pick out of USC, so the expectations of him weren't high already, but – it's it is certainly disappointing, especially with the kind of the athleticism he has, the performances. It's ridiculous Austin, athleticism it's, he has. I mean, it's ridiculous. Just, 
Yeah. Just it's it, it is a bit disappointing at least as a Spurs fan to see the athleticism, just to see what he did in Austin, just not not being able to translate. Yeah, and is there a party that thinks maybe just the system doesn't fit him and his style? You think maybe maybe he'd be better off somewhere else? Maybe he needs more time in the G League. Maybe that, just another uh, new home would do him so I, good. I think I'm. I think I would side with your with the first one where it's just I think it just the system doesn't fit him. I think that there I think we've seen this other times where some players just don't don't work in certain systems. It's not a knock against the system. It's not a knock against against the player. Just some players just don't fit properly within the system. And this was a draft pick, so this was this was not his choice. This was not a this wasn't exactly it was not exactly a known he wasn't a known guy in the Spurs. Saw some that they liked, and they gave him the gave him the opportunity, and just unfortunately didn't work. We saw this with Jaron Blossom game, where Jaron Blossom game just didn't really fit the system. That's a good point, yeah. And so I think Chemezi's is just going to be another second round pick that just didn't pan out. Yeah, I forgot about Blossom game. Yeah, Blossom game had a lot of hype. A lot of Spurs fans were looking at him as, hey, you know, that small forward kind of three and D guy, you know, that's going to really do well in the system, and he didn't pan out. And I think now he's playing in Cleveland. I, maybe I, think, that's the last that. time I, I yeah. think that's the last time he was playing. Yeah, Cleveland. Um, they, we were there the, the G League, and I think he did get a run with the Cavaliers, the NBA Cavaliers, uh, last season. But, yeah, you know, he, he kind of faded out into the distance as well. So it, it really is, uh, you know, unfortunate if he doesn't – if uh, Metu doesn't really turn it around in a short time. In fact, you mentioned the training camp and really wow – the Spurs coaching staff to, Hey, you know, maybe we should pick up that, that uh, up, as you said, a loose team option with him. But yeah, I, I think it'll be hard pressed for the Spurs to do that based on what they've seen so far in two seasons with him. You know, great energy guy. You know, he was, you know, kind of cheering on the guys out in the bubble and, you know, but when he did get run, you know, those turnovers and the silly fouls and you would think that spending time in Austin and, soaking in that Spurs system that they run out there in Austin as just as they do in San Antonio, that would have panned out, especially in Orlando when it was all about the young guys and for the Spurs to not give him that run, that was disappointing, but hopefully, hopefully Ty, you know, you know, there's some good will come out of this either, you know, he does turn it around or he goes somewhere else and, you know, does well or need be, you know, stay in Austin. But Ty, is is there, a certain time limit where players where NBA teams have to make a decision. They're going to stick this guy in the, in the G league. You know, there's that option where like, okay, where we're going with this, you know, they can't be constantly in the G league. They got to either stick with the team or be waived or, you know, or that's I, it. I think by yeah. year, year three is always a good indication for at least when it comes to those guys. It's, I think with the first round pick, with first round picks, you give it a bit more. You give it a, certainly give more time. Like Luca, you're going to give him more five, more like five years. But with second round picks, you unfortunately don't have that much of a. You don't have that long of a time to able to really prove yourself. And I think year three is always a good indication. And just get, guess what year it is going to be for Chemezi this upcoming season. Year Are you willing three. to give uh, Metsu one more season? I think I would, mm-hmm. but honestly, I would not give him that full contract. I would, if it was if it was possible, I would downgrade him to a two way contract. But mm-hmm. but I don't see that happening. I don't. But again, he again, it's one point six million. That's going to be non guaranteed. It could easily 
it could easily get waived. It could easily go somewhere else. It's, it just, it's, I don't see any certain future with Chemezi. And that's not, that doesn't mean it's not going to be, it's not going to be bad. It just doesn't mean, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I, 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 you know, I just, I want to see that training camp. I think for me, the training camp preseason will tell me a lot of where we're going uh, with uh, Metu or where at least he's going, you know, with his career. Cause remember when pop made that comment at in Orlando about evaluating the, the young guys and he kind of made an offhand comment. And I think a lot of people didn't pick up on it where he says, we're going to look at these guys and see who wants to be here and who doesn't want to be here. So to me, that opened my eyes when Pop said that. It's like, oh, okay, so maybe he sees some players that are not giving it their all. Not naming names, you know, not saying Metu's part of that, but hey, you know, you're kind of looking at the tea leaves and the optics, and when you have Metu, who's been with the Spurs for now, going on the third season, didn't really get much run, maybe he's part of that. We just don't know. Uh, but yeah, but those are our thoughts on Shemizzi Metu and what the Spurs should do and what we think they should do with him. When we get back, we're going to put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. But before we do that, let me talk to you about Built Bar, which is the best-tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, six new ones. Here's a couple of examples of the new ones. Carrot cake, cookies and cream, Campbell brownie. They got it all there. Uh, Love that cookies and cream one, please. That sounds good. It's, it's, they are good. I, I, when, I, when I get them, it's like I'm eating a candy bar. You know, when you get those other protein bars and they're kind of chalky and kind of dusty, I guess that's the best, you know, at least your, your mouth dry. They don't do that. They're real, real soft. They're real chewy. Uh, they're great for the health conscious person. You know, you can lose or maintain weight. Uh, and it's like a delicious treat. It really is. Low calorie, low sugar, high f- fiber, high protein, great for the keto diet if you're on that. 19 grams of protein, for example, just in the peanut butter, peanut butter flavor bar alone. So, uh, yeah, a lot of good things from Bill Barr. And it gets better. You get a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last. And this only lasts for about a week or so. So, hey, you're, you're well aware now. So go out to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get yourself $10 off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back, and I'm joined by Ty Yeager. He is the co-host of At The Line Podcast and the contributor at the Spurs Zone. Uh, at least I think you are, Ty. Are you still helping us out here? Yes, I am. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm taking a high... I take it essentially a hiatus just because I'm busy elsewhere. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I actually had somebody ask me, like, where are you? Where has he been? They, somebody thought you left. I said, no, no, he's just busy. You know? I got I got to make it seem like I've left, put everyone's hopes in, just put everyone in doubt, and then make the amazing comeback. There you go. I like that. I like where you're going with this, Ty. You know, one more uh, quick thought from you, Ty. Uh, what did you think about uh, Popovich admitting that he felt like an idiot for letting uh, Boban walk away? And go sign with Detroit and kind of make himself a name for himself in the NBA now with Dallas. What do you think about that? I, I agree, Pop. I regret that you made that decision. But <laughs> but I also 
I don't think Boban would have got the popularity that he has or the love that he has around the league if it wasn't for him going elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, that's unfortunate just because, again, it's a San, that kind of that San Antonio thing. But he also he developed a really good friendship with Tobias Harris. There, I think there, even though it sucks for the Spurs to really see that this, this guy that we all beloved as Spurs fans go somewhere else and become a league-wide beloved player – I overall, I'm not dis, I'm not mad about it. It happens, and I'm really happy for Boban because Boban is, no, he seems to be one of the happiest players in the league right now. And that's, and anytime I see Boban, I feel happy. I think that I think everyone needs that kind of player, no matter what. Even if he isn't on your team, you're going to enjoy Boban and seeing the friendships that he's made throughout the league, and just how everyone, everyone in the league respects him. I'm just really happy for how Boban's career has been going. Well, you know, he did give Spurs fans some great memories. Um, first of all, he broke a rim in Austin uh, when he went for a dunk. All right, so I w- watching the replays of him in Austin are just hilarious. <laughs> it, it's hard to, uh, you know, you, you forget, like, how effective he was, though. You, you look at him, and you're like, he's a big, goofy-looking guy, you know, and, but he's so lovable, but he can ball, Ty. Someone, I don't know, I forgot who it was, but... Someone said that Boban is just game has just came a bit too late. If he's and I forget again, I forgot who said this, but if he'd played 10, 15 years earlier, he'd be one of the best players in the league. Yeah, yeah, and but he's he's still being very effective with Dallas, you know. Still, you know, you know, there's season. I think engine, he, but he, I know. think he found, I think he's found his home in Dallas. Yeah. I think, I think this because he jumped around from Detroit to oh, where else did he went to the 76ers, but. I think he's found his home. I think he's found his home in Dallas. Yeah, and um, remember that game, um, one of the few games he played in San Antonio, uh, where I think he dunked on a Dallas Maverick player, and then he just stared him down. Um, it's such a great time, but yeah, I mean, he's Bowen is still loved in San Antonio, and every time he comes to yeah, San Antonio, they play you know against his former team. You know, he still gets the love, and uh, from fans, just like you, Ty. Any anytime in two K, anytime I'd never let any player wear the number forty because of Bobon. And then whenever I do sign Bobon, eventually I put number forty on him just for the old time's sake. <laughs> All right, well you definitely need to go to the Spurs Zone to check out everything that we are giving you on a daily basis. Yeah, just because the Spurs season is over does not mean that some fun news and notes have come out and maybe some interesting things like that Miami offer about a bio for the Spurs, you know, take it for what you will. Hey, it's the off season. We're just gonna have some fun. You know, there's not much action on there. So we'll give it to you right there at the Spurs zone. Not only that, you can get this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Read what uh, Popovich has to say about Boban uh, in our article um, brought to you by The Athletic. It's on there at the Spurs zone. And also for those of y'all who are interested in what fans would love to see in a Spurs alternate jersey, a few fans uh, shared their designs on their uh, Spurs concept jerseys. It's all there at the Spurs Zone. Go check it out. Use for San Antonio, fox29sanantonio.com, and subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Ty, how can Spurs fans interact with you? You can follow me on Twitter at the Ty Yeager. That's the Ty J A G E R. Or you can follow at the line at the line pod. And I'm just going to say my final notes. Nets fans, please stop. You're not getting Popovich. Thank I know you. his house has been on has been on sale for two years now. It's nothing new. Although it's a really nice house, and I really like enjoy looking at the pictures because Pop really can, had good. Can you believe how many good uh, taste in the house? 
can you believe how many outlets have fall, fell for that uh for that already the, just yesterday it's you it's know, just it's like something i think it was the outkick that just i mean technically they're not wrong you know yes his house is popovich's house is for sale but it's just the whole timing thing that and then they add the fact oh well let's kick they literally said it let's kick up the pop to nets uh you know fire you know rumors again bowen did not help this in any way either i'm Brucey, what he, are you he doing he flip-flopped he flip-flopped he did yes before right, that interview he did with espn about a week ago he did another interview uh before that i'm sorry uh, before that uh, interview with espn where he was just pretty much are you crazy you know he probably ain't going anywhere and then he does the interview with espn and he he just did a 180 so Part of me wants to dig up that interview and just put it out in the Spurs zone so all fans can hear what Bruce really had to say. You should do it. It's coming. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> Are you, is that a tease? That's a tease. All right. That is uh, a tease. Uh, good job. But it's, it's coming, guys. You never know. Uh, exactly. Or yeah, <laughs> but yeah, these, these pop nets rumors, they, they got to die. You know, it, you know I, I think I've spoken on a previous Lockdown Spurs where I said, imagine, just imagine – because Pop does like to spend his offseason in New York City. I mean, he's a frequent visitor of the Big Apple. If he just entertains a chat with Sean Marks, maybe not even just to talk about business, maybe just for them to catch up and just go out and have dinner. Now you're just not, now you're just you're you're putting Spurs a, fans will explode. Nets fans will explode. I'm gonna say you're you're putting a lot of fear into Spurs fans with this talk. <laughs> But it's like I, it's like I, the 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 city New York and Spurs just did not does not feel right to me in any sort of way for yeah. multiple reasons. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Ty told you how you can interact with him and uh, give him his thoughts, your thoughts, excuse me, on his takes. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So make sure you do that and more. And once again, subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. So for Ty Yeager, I am Jeff Garcia. We're gonna put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.